All right, friends, coming up on this episode of the Sales Training World Podcast, I'm going to share with you the top 20 power words you should be using in the sales business. Do you, do you agree or disagree? You can tell the intelligence of a person by the words that they use, the questions that they ask. So I've got 20 power words to use in sales. I'll be honest, some of them you've heard before, but some of them you may know but maybe you're just not using. So the words you use are a direct reflection of you, your company, your business. You need to pay attention to them. Also, Mike Obert from Open Look Business Solutions is going to be stopping by, helping me answer some, answer some listener questions. Uh, Sarah from Minneapolis, she's asking, hey, Ryan and Mike, nobody picks up the phone. What do I do? Trevor from Dallas, new to the sales game, maybe a little younger. People aren't trusting him. And then Alan from Tucson, feeling completely burnt out. So those great answers to those great questions, 20 power words all coming up on this episode of the Sales Training World Podcast. From the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Sales Training World Broadcast with your sales coach, Ryan Dorn. Ryan is an Emmy winner, a certified business coach, and a 25-year sales and marketing veteran. He has trained over 4,000 sales professionals in seven countries, and he still sells today. No fluff, no bull. Tactical and practical sales and business advice to help your business go places you never thought possible. Welcome to Sales Training World. Now, your sales coach, your business coach, your host, Ryan Dorn. Hello, friends and fans. Welcome to the Sales Training World podcast for this month. Uh, we're going to dissect the top 20 power words you should be using in sales. And then we're going to get together with Mike Obert, pull Mike in on the lines we answer our listener questions. Now, they say that there's power in the words that you use, and I would have to 1000% agree with that. So doing some research for the show this month and doing some work with my customers, I thought, you know, what do people out there classify, experts and others, what do they classify as the top 20 power words to use in the sales business? So I looked at all kinds of blogs and looked at my own life and asked some of your fellow media sales experts, what words do you feel evoke emotion from people, words that you can use that show a lot of power in sales. Let me share these with you, and I think you'll find them to be uh, really helpful. First word that always pops up, these are not necessarily uh, in order of importance, but um, first word that pops up is opportunity. Opportunity. I've got an opportunity that you'll not want to miss out on. I've got a great opportunity for you. I think that's a word that I would use uh, quite a bit. Uh, number two on the list, um, pretty good word, imagine imagine. And I love this word. I don't use it enough. Just imagine if you could see these results as well from your marketing campaign. I can't promise you that you'll be as successful as this particular business, but just imagine the possibilities. Um, I like that word. Imagine is power word number two. Power word number three, very important in the media sales business, value. Value. Do you find value in what it is that I've presented. Are you looking for an exceptional value? That word value. Now, I talk about value a lot, value-based selling. A lot of you, you're just selling. You're not helping your advertisers find the value in what you and your media products actually bring to the occasion. So value is an important word. Number four, concern. Now this I do use a lot, and you should use it to concern. I have a concern. May I share with you why I'm concerned? Or I have a concern. May I share with you why? Or I'm concerned about what you're saying. May I share with you why I'm so concerned? It's a super powerful word. 
So if someone says, hey, I'm only doing digital, it's interesting you say that. I, I have a, a couple concerns. May I share them with you? And I've never had someone say, no, don't, don't give me your concerns, Ryan. Concern. I like that one a lot. Number five, you may not know this, but you probably have heard it. Maybe a person's name, mentioning somebody's name is there's nothing better than hearing your name. Now, you don't want to overuse it. Hi, Bob. You know, Bob, Bob, you know, Bob, Bob, you know, you don't want to do that. But I notice even in my training when I'm on site, if I remember people's names and I use people's names, they really, really appreciate it. Now, you can go over the top with it, you know, obviously. So we definitely don't want uh, to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I really love that. I really love to use people's names. And I think it's a very important piece uh, of the puzzle. Great, great power word. Number six, fear. The word is fear. My fear is that your absence is your competitor's opportunity. Fear. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I fear that you might be missing out on this. My fear is that your competition will sneak right in here behind you and buy this out. I like that word fear. It's a negative word, though, so be careful about that one. Number seven, missing out. Kind of a phrase there, not a word. Missing out. I fear, oh, I fear. I fear you might be missing out on an amazing opportunity to grow your business. I think we're going to find that word amazing coming up too. I fear you might be missing out on an amazing opportunity to grow your business. You know, I look back at the phrases here, these first seven words, I think you could you could use them all in kind of a, a sentence, you know. Just imagine this opportunity providing amazing value to you. I'm concerned I don't want you to miss out Bob on this. <laughs> so you can see how you can weave them all, maybe play a game uh, with these. All right, number eight of 20, simple. The word is simple. Huh, that's a power word, huh? Simple. I have a simple yet effective way to get that done for you. Ooh, I like the word effective too. I have a simple yet effective way to get that done for you. I think the reason that simple pulls up in the power word list for sales is because it's not used a lot. You need to keep things as simple as possible for people. Simple evokes simple, makes it simple. So simple also sometimes means affordable. So be careful of that. Uh, number nine of 20, the word is unique. Ooh, be careful not to overuse this one. Unique. I have a unique opportunity you will want to hear about. Power word number nine, unique. Number 10, I like advantage. Advantage. I feel this marketing idea will give you an advantage over your competition. Are you looking for an advantage? What type of advantage can I bring to this equation or to this table? I think, you know, that's a that's a good one. So opportunity, imagine, value, concern, name, somebody's name, fear, missing out, simple, unique, and advantage are the top, top 10 there of those 20 power words. So let's take a real quick break, 30 seconds. If you don't mind, let me pay some bills uh, around here. Please take care of these sponsors that are uh, supporting you and all of us in the sales business. And we'll be back with the last 10 of 20 power words to use in the sales business right after these messages. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the Sales Training World Podcast. The Sales Training World Podcast is brought to you in part by... OpenLook Business Solutions. OpenLook offers affordable outsourcing solutions like data cleanup, telemarketing, customer service follow-up, and so much more. Reach out to Mike at open-look.com. Are you looking to grow as a sales manager or VP of sales? Emmy Award-winning sales coach Ryan Dorn just recorded five hours of sales management training. It's available to you online now on demand. 
Go to salestrainingworld.com and click the videos tab for more information. Over 1,000 sales managers agree. This is the best management training online. Go to salestrainingworld.com and click the videos tab for more information. All right, back to the show. Here's your sales coach, Ryan Dorn. Thanks, Deborah. Thanks, everybody, for letting me pay a couple bills there. I'd be a pretty bad sales coach if I didn't have some sponsors of my podcast, right? <laughs> All right, so we covered opportunity, imagine, value, concern, a person's name, fear, missing out, simple, unique, and advantage. Uh, power word number 11. By the way, these aren't necessarily in any order of power. They're just 20 uh, power words. Number 11, amazing. The word is amazing. Now, this one I think you could probably overuse. So you want to kind of be careful about that. Well, this is amazing. What an amazing opportunity. So I think amazing and unique you want to be kind of careful about because I notice everybody says, we have such a unique media opportunity. This opportunity is amazing. You know, so be kind of careful uh, about that. I think this, um, you know, will be an amazing impact on your business. I think this is an amazing marketing option that you should potentially be considering. Okay, number 12, the word is Avoid. The word is avoid. It popped up on every list. So you might say something like, I hear what you're saying, but I help my clients avoid situations like this. Um, avoid is a strong word. It's a, very, it's a stopper. When someone says avoid, it makes you kind of pay attention for a brief second. That's why I think the word uh, is, is powerful. Number 13 on the list of 20 power words, the word is first. The word is first. You are the first people I called about this. Do you want to be first on this list? I think this is an opportunity to put you right at the front so you can be first in people's minds. So I like the word first. It's, it's not a word that I use a lot, but it resonates with people because it's a winning word. It's a power word. It's a winning word. The word is first. Number 14, I like this word, fix. Fix. Now that's a problem facing your business that I can fix. I believe I have a way to fix that. What problems can I help you fix? It's a word that is not, I don't hear it very often, to be honest, the word fix. I don't think it's negative. I think it's a positive. It's a simple word that just means, hey, I can solve that for you. Ooh, solve. Is that on the list? I don't see it, but that's a good one too. So if you don't use fix, you could use, use solve. Now, number 15 is a powerful word. However, you want to be careful about it, especially in the media sales business. Free. The word is free. Now, free evokes a lot of emotion out of people because we're dealing with a lot of folks that are quite honestly just a bunch of cheapskates. Um, free is the word. What do you offer for free to your customers? If I say that to people when they say, well, you know, Ryan, if you could just write an article about us or feature us on that TV show, uh, we'd love to run advertising with you. So you want me to do something for free. What do you offer for free to your customers? <laughs> now, you could say we have a free way to get that done for you. Um, just as an example, uh, one of the publishers I've worked with uh, for quite some time will say, we don't charge you for the video we're going to shoot at that trade show. That part of it is free. What we charge you for is the promotion around that video, what we're going to do with the video. So the video production is actually free. Now be careful, friends, with the word free because it can very often really get uh, overused. All right, number 16 of 20, save, save. Save is a strong word now, so be careful. I have a way to save you money. I have a way to save you time. There's two things. If you can save somebody money and you can save them time, you're going to be somebody's hero. So the word save, I think, is, uh, is important. All right, number 17, power word of 20, partnership. 
I want to create a long-term partnership with you. Now, somebody recently was like, you know, Ryan, that word partnership is really, really overused. I think you feel like it's overused because you hear it in sales land all the time. I don't hear normal people talking about partnerships. So um, because of that, I think that partnership is a great word. We'd love to form a partnership with you to help you grow your business. We want to be partners um, in this. Now, someone the other day had a valid point, though. They said, Ryan, partnership implies I'm going to give, you're going to give. In the advertising business, we're going to be their partner because they pay us to be their partner. Well, I mean, I understand that point. But partnerships aren't always free. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of work on both sides. So their work is to pay the bill. Our work is to deliver the media product. So it can be uh, a good partnership. All right, number eighteen. I like this word, turnkey. It, by the way, it is one word, turnkey. What we're offering to you is a one hundred percent turnkey media solution. You don't have to do anything. You pay the bill, you sign the check, it's turnkey. We will handle everything from ad design, creative, launching, the whole deal. Like if you're selling programmatic, which we're going to be talking to our advertising tech wizard here, Charity Huff from January Spring here coming up next. Uh, turnkey is something that's vividly important for people to understand in selling and buying programmatic. It's confusing as heck. Now we get it in the ad sales land, but most advertisers don't get it. So turnkey is something that makes people feel better. It's turnkey. All right, 19 of 20. The word is quality. Okay, the word is quality. I, th I think it's a very, very strong word. Now, you want to use it carefully because not everything is brings quality <laughs> to the occasion. So you want to be careful with that. We have a solution, a high-end solution, um, that is more about quality than it is quantity. Um, in today's media business, you know, small is the new big. The smaller the list, the better the list, the higher quality the list. It's more of a quality game than a quantity game. Now, maybe you don't follow me on this. What I'm saying is I'd rather have 500 perfect emails to market to than 5,000 sort of okay emails that I can just send out an email and spray and pray. I don't, I don't like that technique. So we need to be talking about the quality of a readership. Let's just say you're in the newspaper business and you've gone from 10,000 to 5,000 readers in your town. Well, you've, I mean, if they've stuck around, they're quality people. They've stuck around for a reason. And so I think it's important to point that out. So that word is, is quality. Now, last but definitely, definitely not least is a word that I love. Let me give you a little clue here and see if you can, if you can figure it out. It starts with a W. It's a four-letter word. It's a clean word, four-letter word. <laughs> it ends with the word letter E, four letters. W, something, something, E. You know what it is? Wise. The word is wise. Power word number 20 is wise. There is almost no word, in my opinion, that I get a better reaction from people when I use that word. You're making a wise decision. That is a very wise thing to observe. You know, I don't hear people that make that wise of an observation. That's a very wise observation. Now, obviously, you know, you can overuse the word, but it is a strong emotional word that lets people know, wow, you really think something of what they're saying, or you're really reaffirming that they've made a very wise decision. So as you look across these words, I mean, there's thousands of words out there in the English language. These just happen to be the 20 that I see most often on power word lists, opportunity, Imagine, value, concern, 
person's name. Man, that's great. Fear. Watch out for that one. Missing out. Simple. Unique. Advantage. Amazing. Avoid. First. I like that one. Fix. I love the word fix. I'm going to use it a bunch of times today in my active selling. Free. Oof. Careful about that one. I don't give away anything for free anymore. Save. That's great. Partnership. I like it. Turnkey. This is a turnkey solution. I love that one. Quality. And I love the word wise. So which one do you like the best? Pick one of those words, put it into action today and understand people can tell the intelligence of the person they're talking to by the words, by the phrases that they use. Expand your vocabulary and think about these 10 top 20 power words. Use them in your emails, use them in your presentations, extend your vocabulary and find a word there on this list that you don't use often and weave it in to a conversation uh, today. All right, friends, one of my favorite part of the podcast each and every month is when Mike Obert uh, from Open Look Business Solutions joins me and we answer all your listener questions. By the way, thanks so much for sending in those listener questions. We um, we really like it. Um, Mike, you know, as a matter of fact, you're becoming so popular that I actually have uh, the first question from Sarah. It even is addressed to Hi, Ryan and Mike. So <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. So your your popularity is uh, is growing. So we've got three questions. Growing um, by one. Yeah. Growing by one, Ryan. <laughs> one listener okay. at a time. Yeah. Uh, Sarah from Minneapolis, Trevor from Dallas, Alan uh, from from Tucson, but um, yeah, you know, Mike, as a as a business owner, I know that you get hit up by salespeople all the time, and that's really one of the reasons I love for you to do this. And also, you know, you've got uh, you know twenty plus years in the sales business, and I think that's um, that's great as well. So, all right, here we go. Uh, Sarah from Minneapolis, first question addressed to Ryan and Mike. Hi, Ryan and Mike. This is a good one. No one picks up their phone anymore. I mean, no one! Exclamation point. So why do you keep teaching people to pick up the phone? I argue about this with my sales manager daily. It is such a waste of time. Either convince me or stop telling my boss to tell me to pick up the phone. Please, please. So, um, Sarah, good question. And I can tell you're a little irritated um, by the advice we're giving. So we're not just a couple of old sales guys. We're actively selling uh, every day. So anyway, Mike, what's your thought? Why should Sarah pick up the phone? Uh, Sarah, great question. I think the best place to overcome objections, to find out what a customer is thinking, what do they want, is either in person or on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. I just don't think emails or text messages uh, get the full understanding of what a customer is looking for and what they want. Right, right. And, you know, Sarah, you might be talking about voicemails, getting so many people people's voicemails. And Mike, I use the voicemail to drive people to the emails that I've sent. So I'll say, hi, Mike, um, just sent you an email about such and such. Uh, look for the subject line, you know, red monkey or <laughs> whatever. And, you, uh, you know, and um, yeah. any update on that would be appreciated. So I use the voicemail to remind people of the email that I've sent. But then I also saw research from Grasshopper that says you're 10 times more likely to have a serious conversation uh, with people on the phone, a serious sales conversation. So um, I, I'd agree with that. Hey, Mike, the people that are calling in you, do you feel like are there voicemails that they leave? Are they effective or are people just not leaving voicemails anymore? I think most people are not leaving voicemails anymore. I do agree with you. I will listen to voicemails and find out what somebody is calling me about. 
Um, also, another technique that, that I've been using as well, even on cold calling, is sending out meeting requests mm-hmm. to try and get that phone call set for a, a specific time. Right. So it's not a whole lot of smiling and dialing and, and just trying to get people to pick up the, the phone, but also trying to set those specific times so that somebody will pick up the phone and will have a call with you. Right. And, and also, Sarah, voicemail, if that's all that you're getting, perhaps. Um, voicemail, it allows you to share your charisma about your product. It allows you for people to hear your bright, shiny voice, that you sound excited about the product. And so don't give up on uh, on picking up that, picking up the phone. And I think that your boss is right. And we actively sell ourselves, our products, et cetera, Sarah. So we're not just a couple of old school sales guys um, here. No, yeah, no, no, I agree with that. Every top salesperson that I know lives and dies by the phone. Right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, good question, Sarah. Um, next question, uh, Trevor uh, from Dallas. Um, Ryan, I'm new to the sales game. I'm feeling like a lot of clients are just not trusting me. So I'm guessing Mikey's probably um, young when he says new to the sales game. Probably new to the, probably new to the business. Any thoughts on building that trust? Um, what do you think, Mike? What for Trevor? What are some thoughts on building trust with people when you're significantly younger than the person you're calling on? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that doing some pre-call, pre-call work and trying mm-hmm. to find out mm-hmm. a little bit more about that customer or that business, um, having some ideas or advice of other customers that you're working with and what they're doing uh, will help build that trust. Um, but I mean, also, you know, you're, you're trying to make that advertiser, uh, that owner of a business or, or that marketing person, a hero within the company. So you try and, and do everything that they can, that you can to help them with whatever their sales objectives are. Yeah, right on. I mean, I like um, LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn every day. I recently just, one of my clients, her name is um, Diane, um, and um, her, she just, I mean, she lives on LinkedIn. And I love it. Now, friends, you don't have to pay for Sales Navigator to get real great use out of LinkedIn. If you do, I mean, that's great. It's a great help. But just knowing where somebody went to college, maybe there's a connection point. Um, knowing yeah. where... Uh, you know, what groups somebody is in looking at where they've worked previously, because, you know, you might have some type of connection there. Um, yeah. Go to their company Facebook page, prove that you've done some some research. Now, you know, Trevor, you don't want to be a know it all. Um, that's there's nothing more annoying than that. But now I have a thought here, Mike. I'm curious what you what you think of this. What if Trevor was just to be meeting with somebody that's older than him and just flat out admit, um, you know, hey, I don't I don't you know, I don't come and stand before you today. Um, you know, thinking that I know everything. Um, this is the yeah. research that I've done. Love to learn some more from you. Do you, do you feel like, could that be helpful just by a kind oh, of conceding absolutely. your youngness? Yep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I think that's a great thing of not trying to come across, like you said, as a know-it-all, but more of, hey, let me let me tell you what I know about the market. And man, by all means, I would love to learn more about what you know, you know, Mr. Customer, um, so that, that could even help you with your other sales calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Trevor, don't forget, you know, so Mike and I are on the flip side. So you're dealing with people older than you. We're a lot of times dealing with people that are younger than us. So we've got a same, same kind of fight on our side. And that is, you know, how do, how do we not come across as being the old sales guy, so to speak, you know, um, we're not old Mike by any means, but how do we come across <laughs> as not being like disconnected from technology or disconnected from you know, the, the things that are shiny and, you know, and kind of new um, yeah, exactly. in life. The struggle is real, Trevor. The struggle is real. Um, good question. All right. Alan from Tucson. Hi, Ryan. I'm 45 years old. I'm feeling really burned out on sales. Um, I'm thinking of just getting a factory job and quitting this sales game. 
Why do you feel that personal one-on-one sales is still a viable part of the business plan? And what can I do to reignite uh, my sales fire? Good question, Alan. And I, I don't know, Mike, how you feel about this in general, but every day for me is not a good day in sales land. Like I don't wake up every morning and say, man, I can't wait to sell something, you know, today. <laughs> I um, agree with you. Uh, I, I always related almost back to like major league baseball, like to be a, successful major league baseball player you're gonna be you're gonna get out what 80 percent of the time 75 percent of the time mm-hmm. if you're really good you know you're gonna be successful only 30 percent of the time right um and i think sales is kind of the same way of like it's not easy and a lot of people think hey sales is an easy job and it's not mm-hmm. an easy job i mean you you really have got to grind and work and and get better and, and get training and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough racket. Also recognize that while there's absolutely nothing wrong with a factory job, one of my very best friends is super creative, was on the radio, and just made a decision, a life choice. He just said, you know what? I want to punch a clock nine to five. And then I know that when that company calls me, they're offering me overtime. He said, I just don't want to do this anymore. But then he tells me about the unique challenges that come with with that side of things. So a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence. And then you get over there and you realize that, I mean, that grass has got to be mowed <laughs> just as much <laughs> exactly. as yours does. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, well, and also, I mean, in those, the, the job that you're talking about or you're describing, you know what you're going to get paid each week in sales. You know, if you work a little bit harder, if you put in a little bit more extra time, you're going to make more money. You're, you have the ability to change what your income is on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis uh, just by, you know, selling more and making more commissions. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, um, for me, Alan, I wouldn't get out of the sales game. Now, you could consider maybe taking a break from it and doing something else for for a little while. But I would look and find what what about sales is it that you love? Now, I mean, maybe you need to switch companies. Maybe what you're selling, you're just tired of selling. Find the joy that's, um, you know, that's that's there. But then also there, there are offline things, think things that don't relate to work that I like to do that I couldn't do if I wasn't in sales. So maybe you want to donate more to, more to charity. Maybe you want to go on fancier vacations, those type of things. You may or may not be able to do those kind of things with a standard nine to five type of job because you just wouldn't make as much money. Now, not in all circumstances, um, but just kind of think about what are things you love to do outside of work that without the sales job you couldn't do. And then also, maybe there's some other roles within your company, you know, that maybe you could be uh, a part of. Maybe there's, uh, maybe you can work in the marketing department more. Or maybe you can do more customer service and less sales. If you love the company, just go to your boss and be honest. Say, hey, I'm getting a little, uh, you know, I'm just getting a little burnt out. Mike, do you feel like selling every day? I mean, do you wake up and you're like, yeah, every day? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Sometimes I even try to work the opposite way of like, man, I don't want to come across to some people and my customers as being, oh, here comes that sales guy again. So I'll, I'll even go, you know, the opposite approach sometimes of like, hey, I'm going to have a call with somebody and I'm not going to talk about selling today. I'm just going to talk about something that's going on in the market or talk about, hey, I know you're a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Let's talk about the Cowboys and right. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, just pegged as, hey, this is a sales guy and he's going to try and sell me, sell me something again. Yeah. So but yeah, no, to answer your question is like, yeah, some days I wake up and I'm like, yeah, the last thing I want to do is jump on the phone today. Right. Um, but I mean, I think that's with probably with every career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you got to do probably, it. Probably, yeah, probably a heart surgeon doesn't wake up every day going like, "Hey, I want to, I want to do surgery again today." Right. So you would just get yeah. burned out. You get tired. Now, keep in mind, though, Alan. I mean, sales is sales, pretty much. So you could switch sales jobs and find some other joy. So you might be able to say, "Hey, I want to use my sales skills um, to raise money for a nonprofit part time," or you could say, "Hey, I'm gonna." go and get into the car business or I'm going to go and get into real estate. You know, Mike, we have both seen people um, in our lives that have gone from like media sales or software sales, have become realtors and love it. Um, They've gone and uh, started working for hotels and selling there and they love it. So sometimes, Alan, it might not be abandoning sales, but just finding a different sales gig. I'm sure your boss doesn't want me to say that, but... It could just be. <laughs> There's some publisher right now in Tucson, Arizona going right. like, Ryan, don't <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, good questions from Sarah. Trevor Allen will send a, uh, a T-shirt your way. Thanks for those questions. And friends, um, you can always send your questions anytime to ryan at ryandorn.com. My last name is D-O-H-R-N, ryan at ryandorn.com. Uh, so thanks, Mike, for... Uh, for throwing your uh, you know your information and your ideas uh, into the into the middle here as well. Hey, what's going on at OpenLook? You guys have any cool projects you're uh, you're working on? Oh, absolutely. Thank, and Ryan, I, I enjoy this too. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the month is getting to spend a couple minutes with you. Awesome. Um, the uh, couple things that we've got going on uh, at OpenLook is uh, we have been doing some tier one, tier two customer service or customer support for some of our customers, and it's you know basically just answering some basic questions, um, and if those turn into sales or, or whatever, we're passing that on to their sales team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we're making sure that we're getting to all the customers um, that a, a particular company uh, needs uh, questions answered for. So, and we've been doing also, Ryan, some basic Salesforce uh, administration. We've got a team right now that is doing some customer some customer support for uh, Salesforce. So. Anyways, yeah, y'all give me a call if you guys need any type of telemarketing projects or graphic design projects. Uh, we're here and ready to work. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you being a part of the show. Open-look.com, friends. Open-look.com. And we'll talk to you uh, next month, Mike. Hey, don't forget, keep your questions coming in. Ryan at RyanDorn.com. Ryan at RyanDorn.com. Last name is D-O-H. RN. And of course, you can find out what we do from a sales training perspective over at salestrainingworld.com. So it's salestrainingworld.com. You know, people ask me all the time, Ryan, what do you do when you come into an office, into a business? What do you do? It's a couple things we do. We do assessments to really help, you know, coach you to be the best salesperson that we can be, you can be. And we do full top to bottom audits. So we'll go through your entire sales department, marketing department, help you figure out where you're strong, where you're weak and stuff like that. And then what we really focus on is core skills training for leaders or for salespeople, sales strategies, subject lines, email structures, using Salesforce better or whatever CRM, you know, all that kind of stuff. So check us out over at salestrainingworld.com. All right, friends. Well, thanks so much. And I'll end with what we started with. And that is if sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And they're not, so we're either crazy, <laughs> or which is possible, or we found a career that will feed our families for a lifetime. All right, God bless all of you. Get out there and sell something. If I can be of help, reach out to us over at salestrainingworld.com. Stick around, stay close. Another podcast coming right up where we're going to be talking about new business strategies. So that's be next uh, right here on the Sales Training World podcast. On behalf of the cast and crew at Brainswell Media, we'll see you next month. Take care. <laughs>